This is One-on-One's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is One-on-One's NFL Friday. Is that 3-0 over the last three weeks for the... Cleveland Browns. Oh, baby. Welcome into week five of NFL Friday. Kenny Ducey and DJ Sixsmith here inside Studio 2 at WFUV. Deej, the, 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 the Browns. All about the fight in Brian Hoyers. Suddenly he goes out. Boom. Weeding back into Weeding, it. Weeding. And he comes back in 197 yards for and the touchdown. Record, week one. Bold prediction. Willis McGahee would be on an NFL team by the end of the year. What is Willis McGahee doing right now? I the Giants. Well, though. let me tell you. Cleveland, you got yourself a good running back. He's going to take you. Ah, come on. That wasn't that good. I mean, 72 yards on hey, 26 carries. 72 tough yards. That's not that good. Veteran leadership. Take Bobby Rainey any day of the week. Don't even mention that name. Take Bobby. Chris Ogobanaya, too, was pretty active in the Browns' uh, last two wins before last night. Cleveland's and for he real. he had one catch for seven yards and no carries. So they completely phased him out of the o- – that's what, like, the, the nice, gentle term is. They phased him out of the offense. Um, he's now, I guess, officially their fullback as Willis McGee. He takes over the lead. Billy Cundiff. Uh, getting a nice little workout with the leg. He had a lot of field goals a last night. A bunch of night. reclamation projects on this Cleveland team. I mean, Nice to see. It is, it is. And uh, meanwhile, on the other side of things for the Bills, they're now 2-3. and three. Um, the, the Jets might as well be two and three right now because they're playing the Falcons on Monday night. Yeah, so that's a done deal. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too concerned if I'm the Bills, but at the same time, you lose you EJ Manuel. Well, you didn't let me finish my sentence. Well, you lose go. EJ Manuel, and now you are stuck with the tool time. What, yeah. are they gonna, what are they going to do from here? I mean, are they going to call up Kurt Warner? Is he available? I, I would call up Kurt Warner right now. If they, I'm need, the they need somebody, seriously, because Tool is not going to be the guy that finishes out the season. Kenny they didn't even want him throwing the ball yesterday. He only threw a few passes early on. He finishes 8 for 20, but he really didn't prove too much. And, yes, it was raining in Cleveland. It's a tough environment to play in, but you have to be ready for those situations. I don't trust an undrafted quarterback with a rookie head coach. Uh, Buffalo needs help, and they better find a veteran pretty soon, or else their season's in the tank. You already got Fred Jackson, C.J. Spiller both hurt. They got some issues right now in Buffalo. And one veteran QB, Josh Freeman, uh, who was just released by the Buccaneers. We'll get to that a little later with Nick Costos of SiriusXM, uh, as well as Bleach Report and a, a former WFB sports manager. We'll chat with him in, in a couple minutes. But go Rams. Back to go Rams. You know, five and zero, five and zero. It's pretty good up there in the top fifteen in the nation. That's that's something. Uh, but to go back to this quarterback situation. You know, Kevin Cobb went out, and you don't get anybody. And now you're stuck with this, and I don't really know if I'm the Bills, if I can— I mean, you have two hurt running backs. I mean, Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller combined to have a pretty good night last night, but they're both banged up. And Fred Jackson's shown before that, you know, he gets banged up. He's injury-prone a little bit. C.J. Spiller certainly injury-prone. There is nothing— Sure fire about this this Bills offense, really, to me, except for Robert Woods. I love Robert Woods. What about Stevie Johnson? And, and Stevie Johnson just got hurt last night, but you know, I, I, he's very talented too. They have a couple good receivers there. Scott Chandler's all right at tight end, but the only other good than that, thing is nothing... the defense. It's really yeah. Mario Williams and the rest of those hey, guys. Hey, Leotis McKelvin, don't knock him. But I mean, seriously. I'm saying they got a good defense, but that's not going to carry them for the rest of the year. You got to call somebody in right now, and obviously Charlie Josh, Batch. Josh Freeman, Charlie Batch, David I mean, Carr. There's a bunch of David. Carr would be perfect David Carr, right now. Why not? I, you know, I, I think David Carr might be the guy to call if I'm the Bills. Uh, Jimmy Clausen is also a free no, agent not, right now. Uh, let's see. Trent Edwards is a free agent right now. You've got— well, There are plenty of guys out there, but you go with the veterans. And David Carr, although he didn't play well in Houston, he started at quarterback for a majority of his career, and he's a guy that immediately can come in, get the job done. He was always a formidable backup for Eli Manning, and I trust in him. Do I trust in Charlie Batch? Sure, but what's it going to give you? 200 yards passing? Well, you got you got Matt Leinert out there. And, hey, oh, Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell. No. Matt Leinert's an interesting guy because he was rumored to go into Buffalo, and he could be someone that comes in and learns that yeah. offense. But it's all about the learning curve. And Tool's going to be the guy for the next week at least. He knows the offense. He knows how to run the ins and outs of it. So I don't see Buffalo bringing anybody right away. But you got to think at some point in this season, before it's a lost cause, Kenny, they got to find a way to turn this thing around. Do you turn to Tebow? 
I don't do think do I don't think Buffalo does I, it. I, I would think not Jacksonville, do it. there's absolutely a chance. And there was a report from Therese Owens that the Jaguars were very close to signing Tebow. I mean, I think that's a no-brainer to me. I, I you know before we move on here, I, I just personally I think that he's got to sign somewhere because of just who he is and I think the, the hometown sales. connection it really works out nicely. And just for Tebow to try and bring his career back, that's certainly something. But Buffalo's not in a situation right now where they want to deal with the hoopla of Tim Tebow. This is the middle of central New York, okay? They're not ready for Tebow mania. It makes sense down south. I understand that. And to shift over to national storylines now, we welcome in national NFL columnist for Bleacher Report, a host and executive producer at SiriusXM Sports, and a former WFUV sports manager, Nick Costos. So glad to talk to you today, Nick. How's it going? Guys, I'm doing great, and my question is this, you know, I don't think I ever once checked my mail when I was a sports manager at Fordham. I remember Linda always used to give me a lot of crap for that, so hopefully the mail didn't pile up too much in the uh, the seven or so years since I graduated <laughs> from college. Well, let me tell you, Nick, Ducey is currently in Linda's doghouse, that's for sure, so taken right over hey, for Hey, man, you. I bought her a nice gift card yesterday at Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, you're desperate, appreciate man. appreciate all her work. Uh, anyway, I want to jump right into it, Nick, because uh, Josh Freeman is the biggest story in the NFL right now. We see what happens with him. He gets released. Uh, would it be best for Josh Freeman not to start again this year in the NFL, just kind of clear his mind, go to a team with a you know an established quarterback, or do you think he needs to redeem himself right away? You know, I don't know if redeeming is the right word for Josh Freeman here because Freeman found himself in a very poor situation. And look, I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy. He obviously did not play well this season for Tampa, did not play well last season for the Buccaneers. But what's gone down with Greg Schiano in that situation in Tampa has been an absolute disgrace, the way that they've kind of discredited Freeman and really turning a guy in Josh Freeman into a sympathetic figure. And this has really been probably the Bucks' biggest success of the season has been how they've managed to turn Freeman sympathetic. Freeman, terrible on the field, an awful leader off of it, guys. The starting quarterback of an NFL team, oversleeping for the team picture, <laughs> reports that Shiano rigged the captaincy so that Freeman would not be a team captain once again. Ridiculous. A total disgrace with Freeman and the Buccaneers. Now, to answer your question as to whether or not he should play again this year, I think the best thing for Freeman would be to go to a team like the Green Bay Packers, work with a coach like Mike McCarthy, and play behind a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. He needs to rehab his image, and I think the best way to do that is to be with the team, not make a lot of noise, not step on the field again this year, but kind of ingratiate himself into a new offensive system and maybe find himself as a starting quarterback for another team in another year or so. I doubt that you'll see him as the starting quarterback of a team this year, unless maybe the Bills come calling in the wake of E.J. Manuel's knee sprain or if Brandon Weeden were to go down in Cleveland, they might give Freeman a call, or maybe even the Oakland Raiders with their carousel at quarterback. But I think the best thing for Freeman, go to a team like the Packers, where he can sit behind an already elite quarterback, and just kind of get his nerve back about him. I think that's the best thing for Freeman for the rest of this season. You mentioned a couple teams, Nick, that have injured quarterbacks looking for some help. The Titans, the Bills, the Browns. Of those three squads, do you see any signing a veteran in the next week or so? You know, I that the, the Bills would be the most likely here, and that's simply because, you know, Jeff Tool, Tool Time, is the only <laughs> other quarterback on the roster right now, besides for E.J. Manuel, and you know, you would think that after what happened with the Indianapolis Colts a couple years ago, when Peyton Manning missed the season, and they had to play with Curtis Painter and then Kerry Collins at first, you know, teams really need to place an emphasis on the backup quarterback position, and the Bills need to take a hit for the fact that once Kevin Cobb got injured, you know, they never got a competent backup behind E.J. Manuel. Now Manuel looks like he's going to miss a couple weeks with that knee sprain that we talked about and Tool right now is the only healthy quarterback on the roster so I think out of the teams that you mentioned the Bills will most certainly be bringing a veteran into possibly even to start don't be surprised if they give Josh Freeman a call and they uh, they missed the boat on Fordham guy John Skelton just signed with the Niners recently they could have had Skelton after Cobb went down but uh, speaking of quarterbacks Nick want to continue to talk about them because Philip Rivers is having a tremendous year despite you know, just kicking the ball at the end of a game a couple weeks ago. He's he really has turned himself around. Norv Turner, of course, you know he was he was turning uh, Rivers kind of into just like a checkdown passer. What's been the biggest difference? Has it been that, or you know, maybe is he regenera or excuse me, rejuvenated with Woodhead and uh, Vincent Brown? I mean, what is different about Phil Rivers this year? I think it's a lot to do with Mike McCoy, the head coach of that team, and the system that he's put in place for Rivers to run. Essentially, the offense that Phillip Rivers is running is the same offense that Peyton Manning ran last year in Denver when McCoy was the offensive coordinator there. 
you know, I coming into this season, I felt that the Chargers were no better than a five or six win team, and they've been one of the most impressive teams through the first quarter of the season. They're two and two, but they could easily be four and zero. They choked away late leads against the Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans. Got to give McCoy a ton of credit. He has coaxed maximum effort out of a lackluster 53-man roster, and I think that he deserves the credit for the revival of Philip Rivers. Now, certainly the Chargers are one of the surprising teams this year. Another one of them has to be the New Orleans Saints along with the Kansas City Chiefs. A couple 4-0 teams are in action this weekend, Nick. New England's playing Cincinnati, the Saints against Chicago, Seattle's going up against the Colts. Of those teams, which one do you think is going to lose the undefeated rank? Uh, I think both the Patriots and Saints will lose this weekend. I'm still high on the Bengals. They, they let me down last week with the loss in Cleveland, but I think they're going to come out and have an excellent ball game on Sunday and knock the Patriots from the ranks of the unbeaten. As for the Saints, you know, you really got to give a lot of credit to defensive coordinator Rob Ryan. Guys, this was a defense that last year was the worst defense statistically mm, yeah. in the history of the National Football League. <laughs> They are now ranked in the top ten. Ryan's done a fantastic job with that unit. But I think this is going to be a major bounce-back game for Jay Cutler and the Chicago Bears. They're playing at home. I think they'll turn Drew Brees over a couple times. Cutler connecting early and often with Forte, Brandon Marshall, and Alshon Jeffrey. I like the Bears to win, send the Saints to 4-1. and one. But I like the Seahawks, guys, to improve to 5-0, and oh, get a win over Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts. If I had to pick between Luck and Russell Wilson, I would take Andrew luck but when you look at the balance of the two teams rosters the Seahawks clearly the more talented team yeah. clearly have the better defense so I will take Seattle to improve to 5-0 and with a win on Sunday in Indianapolis and the opposite of 5-0 and is 0-5 and the Giants could actually fall there Nick they just traded for John Beeson from the Carolina Panthers Beeson wanted to start was the report in Carolina what is his impact on the Giants and does he help this defense a linebacking core that's been banged up it's been a big question mark for this team does that help at all on this on this veteran team? No, it doesn't. And you know, John Beeson's been washed up for years, and so this is not the John Beeson of 2010, 2011. And even if it were the John Beeson of 2010, forget about John Beeson. The Giants could have just traded for Lawrence Taylor in his prime. It would not make a difference, guys. <laughs> a terrible football team. Now, I want you guys and all the listeners out there, ask yourself this question. Right now, as of this moment, how many very good players do the Giants have on their roster? Because I can only count two. It's Eli Manning and it's Victor Cruz. Bottom line, this team is not good. They can't protect Eli Manning. They can't get at the opposing quarterback. They can't run the football. The back seven is a dumpster fire. But other than that... Other than that, they're a great team. The Giants stink, period, end of story. The talent's not there. General manager Jerry Reese needs to get a hit for the construction of this team. Bringing in John Beeson is not going to fix anything. He lost his starting job to former Giants legend Chase Blackburn. Yeah, that's when you know it's getting bad. <laughs> so, I mean, like, people are talking about John Beeson like he's the second coming of Lawrence Taylor. He's not. And you know what? Even if he were, it wouldn't make a difference. The Giants stink. They're a terrible team. They might win on Sunday, and that's because the Eagles are also terrible, and their defense is actually worse than the Giants. Even if the Giants do squeak out a win over the Eagles on Sunday, and the Broncos, as expected, beat the Dallas Cowboys, the Giants would be one game out of first place Ridiculous. in the horrific <laughs> NFC East. Don't get it twisted. The New York Giants are far from a playoff contender. Well, to think, Nick, the Giants are actually making the Jets look pretty good right now. They take on the Atlanta Falcons this weekend. Any chance Gang Green gets a W? Uh, I think there's a better chance of the president of Syria twerking with Miley Cyrus <laughs> than the Jets beating the Falcons. Geno Smith, their starting quarterback, a living, breathing turnover machine at this point in time. I see no way that the Jets go into Atlanta and beat a desperate Falcons team. Guys, the Falcons, the number one seed last year in the NFC, currently at 1-3, and three, already three games behind the New Orleans Saints in the NFC South. There is no chance that the Jets are going to go into Atlanta on Monday Night Football under the bright lights in primetime and win that game. I expect the Falcons to win by double digits. And real quick before we let you go, the Jets, uh, they, he got a, uh, they take a look at Josh Cribbs. How cool would that be to see Josh Cribbs back in the NFL? 
I mean, yeah, Josh Cribbs was a fantastic player uh, in his time in Cleveland, but I think Josh Cribbs is done. And you saw that with the Oakland Raiders. They signed him this year. He couldn't make the team. And if Josh Cribbs couldn't make the Oakland Raiders, who possess likely the worst 53-man roster in the NFL, I I fail to see the impact that he could potentially make on an NFL team this season and moving forward. Well, where does this receiving core go then, uh, Nick? With all these injuries, you know, you got Hill out, you got Holmes out now. I mean, what do they does David Nelson fill the void enough? What void are we talking about here? I mean, it's a gaping a, a hole. A warm again. body, a warm body. I think I think he currently has a pulse, so he'll feel he'll feel the warm <laughs> body quotient. But the Jets can't move the football. Stephen Hill, when he's healthy, can't catch the ball. Santonio Holmes is a malcontent. He recently said, you know, I can't throw the ball and catch it myself. So typical Santonio Holmes being Santonio Holmes, guys. The Jets stink. They can't throw the football. They can't catch the football. Have difficulty running it. The defense is pretty good, but the defense can't score a ton of points. Atlanta's going to crush them on Monday night. And yeah, the Jets' wide receiving position an absolute disaster. New York football in a dark place. Good time place. to be a Giants and Jets fan, yeah. right? Huh? <laughs> According to Nick Costos of SiriusXM Bleacher Report and a former WFUV sports manager, Nick, thanks so much for some time today. And uh, try, just try to enjoy the Giants. How about? I really appreciate it, guys, and I'm looking very much forward to a Fordham Rams victory over the Oh, let's go. That's what we're talking about, maroon and white. Can't wait, guys. Thank you very much. And once again, that is Nick Costos, National NFL columnist for Bleacher Report, a host and executive producer at Sirius XM Sports, and, of course, one of our own back in the day, uh, friends with Linda Duhame, who is working at the front desk. He is a uh, former WFUV sports. How about the reference to Miley Cyrus and the Syrian president? I mean, that's what just that's what Nick Costas I mean, brings you're to never, the table. You're not going to get that anywhere else. Not, not going to get that anywhere else. Gotta right? love it. Seriously. And you know what? You're not going to get anywhere else. Another butt fumble. Number two, Deej. Number two. It happened last week. I think Chris Finesia, he might fill us in on that. Might not. He better. It was a Sunday to forget for the New York Jets as the team played by four their worst game of the season so far in Tennessee. Nothing went right for Gang Green in the 38-13 loss. Even the defense, which has been spectacular this year, couldn't stop the Titans as they scored 24 points in the first half. But the big concern for the Jets has to be the play of Geno Smith, who turned the ball over four times in the game. The worst of those giveaways was a sequel to last year's Mark Sanchez butt fumble. Smith dropped back the pass and lost the handle with the ball bouncing off his bottom. While it wasn't as bad as Sanchez's gaffe, the phrase butt fumble still has to make Jets fans cringe. In the week leading up to Monday night's game against Atlanta, Rex Ryan emphasized the importance of not turning the football over. If there's the biggest thing about determining factor, it would be you know, your, your plus-minus turnover ratio. Quarterback Geno Smith said he's going to get better for the Week 5 primetime matchup. A lot falls on my shoulders as far as taking care of the ball, but um, that's something I have to do. And, you know, I know that I've been coached hard. No one wants to make those mistakes. And, uh, you know, it's just something that, you know, it has to stop now in order for us to, um, to progress and to get better as an offense and as a team. The Jets take on the Falcons down south on Monday night. Atlanta has what could be called a must-win game as a loss would lower their record to 1-4. One reason for the struggling beginning to their season is an inability to punch the ball in once they get in the red zone. Another issue for the Falcons has been the defense, which is 25th in the league when it comes to yards allowed. The Jets, on the other hand, will be dealing with injury issues as wide receiver Santonio Holmes is expected to be out for a few weeks and Stephen Hill has a concussion. My prediction for Monday night, not looking good for Jets Nation. Falcons 27, Jets 13 with the... Report. I'm Chris Venezia. We were we were singing "Say It Ain't So" during. I think that, that was just you, actually. That, there was oh Matt Morrow, who's our who's our engineer today, was also singing with me. Thank you, DJ, for throwing me out on that island. Revis Island used to be on the Jets, not anymore. Cromartie's the corner. See how I made that transition work. The New York Jets they have the eighth best passing offense, believe it or not, really? in the NFL. The fourth best rushing offense, but. As Chris just said, Geno Smith, a turnover machine right now over the last uh, really three weeks. It has not been good. Starting in that Patriots game, he threw three fourth-quarter interceptions. Last week, the four turnovers. Um, an interesting note about him, he doesn't tweet a lot. He doesn't. He has 55,000 followers on Twitter. He doesn't tweet a lot, only 370 tweets. But he did tweet 20 hours ago now, yesterday. He said, focused and moving forward, and he posted a link 
to his post-game press conference. Who does that? I like, think he forgot about what he said in the post game. He wanted to remind himself. Like I don't, who I've never seen an athlete tweet a link to his post game press conference before. I think he really just wants fans to know that he is, you know, focused and moving forward. But at the same time, I mean, hasn't he been maybe, for the last two weeks? Maybe he's just conceited. Maybe he just wants people to see him out there. But he, I mean, he has to have been focused and moving forward for the last two weeks. Steve, You'd like you know? to think so, but clearly the last two weeks you haven't seen it. And Kenny, you mentioned those numbers, both the rushing, the passing attack, and the top ten. I just don't see that staying through the rest of the season. The Jets' offense, good news is you get Mike Goodson back, however good that may be for your team. So he's a guy, veteran, can come in, get some good yards on third down, but not really providing much. And obviously with Stephen Hill and all his drops and Santonio Holmes banged up, the receiving core suddenly becomes a little bit more difficult to deal with. So the Jets, they have some major problems. And this Atlanta team, Ken, is absolutely desperate for a win because like Nick was talking about, one and three, they don't want to fall too far behind the Saints. And to think, one year ago, they're just minutes away from going to the Super Bowl. And now they're on the verge of going one and four. So just goes to show the difference a year makes. The Jets are going to have their hands fall on Monday night, no doubt about it. Um, I like that you mentioned Mike Goodson because I think he adds a new element to this offense that we didn't have before, and it is simply the, you know, the check down pass. Bilal Powell has caught a lot of passes this year um, in terms of you know how many he's usually caught. How's that working out for the Jets? And, well, it's been working out really well, actually. Bilal Powell's been a great back for them, but the thing that Mike Goodson provides is the screen. You know, He's a guy you can catch a screen pass and run it upfield for 20 yards. He's, he's a, a guy bowling ball. He's 250 pounds, the guy. He can do it. He's done it with the Raiders. He, I mean, Marcel Reese can do it with the Raiders. Mike Goodson can do it with the Raiders. I'm not throwing a screen pass to Mike Goodson. I am. I'll I give it to Bilal Powell. I like Mike Goodson out of the backfield. I'll give it to Chris and Ivory. He's been, Chris Ivory has not been there. He's been hurt a lot. He's been hurt the preseason. Hurt he's the regular season. Up. Mike Goodson's your third down guy. He gets to the tough yards. He's not going out in space. I like it. I, I like him going out in space. Good Deesh. luck with that. I think he's going to provide a lot and, and kind of a new element to the Jets defense, but or excuse me, the offense. But I want to talk about Bilal Powell since we're on the running backs because this is now the fourth straight week. And then even you date back to last year. At the end of last year, he was having good games. He has emerged as a great number one back for the Jets. And I'll say great because without him, they I don't think they have two wins on the year. And it really is just a testament of maybe maybe to this offensive line, maybe to Tommy Bohannon, or maybe it's just him. I mean, I don't know who to give the credit to at this point, but uh, I you got to love what you're seeing from Bilal Powell. Yeah, here's a guy in Bilal Powell, Kenny, that's just overachieving expectations. There's no question. When you look at Bilal Powell last year, he's a guy, you know, right in the middle of the line there of running backs. But now he's certainly emerged as a guy that several, several other teams are now having a game plan for. So it just goes to show that the Jets are – fairly fortunate to have him in the backfield obviously Geno Smith has had his troubles but when you have a consistent running game you have a good offensive line you can survive in the NFL it all comes down to your quarterback ultimately so Geno Smith he's got to put up this week and he's going to have a tough time of doing it in Atlanta but the good news is although your wide receiving core isn't great with Gates and Curley as your two starters at least you can rely on the running game that's the one constant thing with the Jets that's been there for the last few years yeah but guys Marty Morningway's throwing the ball all over the place. They haven't run the ball since the Buffalo game. They only did that because they were up big points. I don't understand why this team doesn't run the football. They have a good running attack. They do run the football. They hardly, uh, Bilal, hardly. Bilal Powell has well not only been getting he has he has eleven catches this year, but he has let's see, uh, well seventy three yards per game. He's got sixty six attempts over four games. So I mean he he is getting the ball a decent the, amount. The problem is you can only run the football so many times. When exactly. defenses are putting seven and eight in the box, they're keying on stopping the running attack. You gotta air it out. As awful as Clyde Gates is on the outside, you gotta give him some looks, and that's just where the Jets are right now with their offense. And I, I want to talk about Bilal Powell, for, or excuse me, just running backs in general for a sec, because Bilal Powell is overachieving this year. That's what I said. And, it, and it's interesting because look at the amount of running backs that actually are overachieving this year and amount of the amount that are underachieving. They're a lot more underachieving than overachieving, right? You look at Arian Foster, Chris Johnson, obviously, Ray Rice. There are a lot of guys underachieving, but overachieving, I can really only point to D'Angelo Williams is actually overachieving this year. You got Powell. Uh, for, a, for a minute, it was Spiller. Other than that, Reggie Bush has had a good year, but you can't really pick out a ton of running backs. Consistency is one of the toughest things. It's and he's especially been consistent. for an NFL running back, when, and especially for a guy like Powell who was previously splitting carries with Ivory. Now that's I mean, not he's an a issue. fourth round pick. He was never supposed to be a, a you know a, a, a was supposed to help this team this much. 
listen, it's one good sight, one good piece for your offense, but the Jets have so many other issues at this point, and that's the unfortunate thing. Their defense hasn't looked spectacular, especially last week against the Titans. I mean, Jake Locker's torching you up. Really? I love Jake, Jake Locker? Locker, though, man. D. Milner was a – well, Darren Wallace did all he could. I mean, he, he had a – there were a couple plays he got killed, but I mean, there there were a few plays that I th- I thought there weren't fair pass interferences called against him. Nonetheless, he's out there because D. Milliner hasn't looked that great. Uh, you hope this isn't another Kyle Wilson, who oh by the way has become a penalty machine, a turnover machine. Geno Smith penalty machine. Uh, Kyle Wilson. This secondary may be in shambles right now. I mean, you gotta love Dewan Landry this year, but the corners they just haven't been there. Yeah, and I think the Jets coming into this season obviously knew that their defense wasn't going to be as good as it was last year, and they're just trying to scrap together as much as they can. And to be where they are at this point in the season, you have to consider it a success. I mean, the expectations for the Jets coming into the year certainly weren't great, but now you go into a a situation in Atlanta, you play well enough against the Falcons, you may be in it for a half. I'm not saying they're going to take this one, but... I'll give, I think the Jets give the Falcons a run for their money. You know I what? I yeah, think I so, too. Know. Well, their defense has been pretty good, Deej. I mean, you have to look at the fact that they've li- they limited Tom Brady to you know a minimal amount of yards. They kept the Jets in the Jets-Pats game. I mean, Tom Brady is 4-0 this year, and he's been pretty good, even though he has... You know, he's minus a, a couple of big receivers. And the so, Falcons right now can't run the football. Right. They have Rodgers because Jackson's not in there. Then you have Roddy White who's banged up. Julio Jones hasn't been the same player that he was He also last got year. hurt in uh, the Sunday night game. Exactly. I, mean, so, I think it was so dumb to sign Jackson, too, by the way. Because obviously, he was going to get hurt. I mean, Yeah, he's, but the guys put up the eight seasons of, of 1,000 yards. I know, but I— He's the model of consistency they, that we're talking about they for signed, running backs. You know, I mean, they got rid of one aging back in Turner, and they just got brought back Steven Jackson. I, I didn't really like that signing in the first place because Steven Jackson was declining. And, and he was, and they got him— probably a little bit cheaper than yeah. he would have come a few yeah. years ago I mean, they so they did. took a risk and he got hurt but if he comes back he gives you a formidable running game you have all those weapons jones white tony gonzalez yeah, even tony gonzalez. even harry douglas you put in there i mean if you have some semblance of a running game you're gonna make defenses really think tony gonzalez was tremendous on sunday night so that's a i mean then the jets they've gotten burned by tight ends in the past who's I mean, stopping tony gonzalez this no week? that's the thing I, I don't know if there's anyone who can stop tony gonzalez good luck week. david look at the jets the games they've played and the tight ends they've gone up against right you look at a guy like scott chandler uh he is not very formidable to go up against the bucks i mean who did who do they have uh, the uh, Patriots, Zach Sudfeld just got cut. I don't even know if they have a tight end. I mean, they used to have like seven tight ends. They don't have any anymore. They obviously didn't have Gronk. And you look at the past, Deej, they've gotten killed by Gronkowski and Hernandez and these two tight end systems, even the Ravens with Pitta. I mean, tight ends killed the Jets historically. And I don't see any reason why Tony Gonzalez doesn't put up over 100 yards and maybe even two touchdowns this week. And I think ultimately that's the difference because there are good running or good linebackers on this team. You have... You know, Davis is pretty good. Harris has looked better than last year at this point. But other than that, I mean, the safeties have to help in pass coverage with White and Jones. Look, I don't it, I don't see them containing Gonzalez. It's no secret that Tony Gonzalez is one of the best tight ends in the league. But look what the Patriots did late in that game. Double teamed him and jammed him at the line. Obviously, they had a little bit of space to work yeah. with. But in general, tight ends are complete mismatches for linebackers throughout the league. Look at Julius Thomas. Look at Jimmy Graham. These are guys that were former basketball players, have now come onto the scene and made it big. But if you're the Jets, you throw two and three guys at Gonzalez, why do you need to really worry about Roddy White? He's not going to give you anything. Julio Jones is a deep threat, so you have to worry about him. But if you you focus your defense on Gonzalez and you say to Cromartie, hey, this is your responsibility if he comes across the middle, if he gets past the linebacking corps, you can shut him down. If you key your defensive game plan to one guy, the one guy is Tony Gonzalez, and the Jets are good enough defensively to stop him. So the pass I don't throw rush, out of the question. Pass rush has also been a plus this year for the Jets, so that will certainly help them stop Gonzalez if they can get to Ryan, get him under pressure, and contain the Falcons' attack. Still, though, Deej, I have to go with the Falcons in this one. I just have to pick with my head here and not my heart. Uh, I don't see it as very realistic that the Jets can pull this off. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, I Dirty think Bird Dance all Monday night. I think they'll hang. I really do. I think they'll hang maybe even through three quarters, but I think Matt Ryan is not going to let the Falcons, especially with the luck they've had this year. I don't think Matt Ryan's going to let the Falcons lose Matt this Ryan's going to be playing angry, Kenny. I wouldn't want to be the New York Jets. Starting 1-3 and three after everything that happened last year, Matt Ryan wants some revenge. And behind the board, we have Kelly, Julian, and Matt all going with the 
Fa- Falcons. Fal- no, Julian's going with the Jets, obviously, where he's Curtis Martin jersey. Yep, all the way. You run, you run to pass. You don't pass to run. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. That's the philosophy, especially when Curtis Martin was there. That's a pretty pristine jersey right there. It's very love, old, but I you know what? It looks in great shape. I want a Curtis Martin jersey. Like, I want to just take that off of you, and I want it. Like, I, I want it right now. Uh, the Giants want to win really badly, Deej, don't they? Yeah, you think, right? Malo. Vultures are ugly. Crabgrass is ugly. And so is New York Giants football. It's October 3rd and the Giants are winless, and it's been a pretty gruesome first few weeks. Last week, they were torched by the undefeated Chiefs 31-7 and have been outscored 69-7 in their past two games. They rank 30th in the league in team rushing and are tied for last in the league in sacks. The road's been tough for the G-Men. And head coach Tom Coughlin knows that it's not just one or two players causing this mess, it's been a team effort. The next thing is that all three phases, somehow, some way, uh, would hold their own weight, would contribute to the success of each other, and thus to our team. And I think that's basically right where we're at. Next up for New York is Philadelphia. While the Eagles are only one in three, this team won't be easy to bring down. Chip Kelly's offense is lightning quick, which could prove to be a matchup nightmare for the Giants' slow-footed linebackers and safeties. And LaShawn McCoy is looking like the best offensive player in football, not named Payton. As is always the case, Philly won't be an easy task. Despite all this criticism, I keep coming back to one thing. Something's gotta give. Sure, the Giants are 0-4, but this is the most talented 0-4 team I've ever seen. A coach and a quarterback with two Super Bowls. All-pro receivers, all-pro defensive linemen, and talent at every position. There are no controversies in the locker room. They're relatively healthy, and I think they'll finally show they're the talented team they've proven to be in the past by exposing Philly's loathsome secondary. I said last week that if they lost, I wouldn't pick them again this season, but I've changed my mind. My prediction, Giants 31, Philly 26. Covering the Giants, I'm Eric Malo, WFUB Sports. Oh, big thanks to Eric Malo for that soothing finish there. Just Most to, talented so own four team. Malo, man, you've been thinking about those jean shorts too much lately. Come on now. <laughs> this team is awful. It's such a funny, stark contrast between, right, like Nick was saying that the Giants were a dumpster fire. And then Eric said... <laughs> The most talented 0-14. That's what we like to call an optimistic Giants fan. Right I will there, take Kenny. Nick's side here because I'm somewhere in the middle on that. I mean, he I agree with them that there are two really good players in Cruz and Henning. And look, you look at Tuck, hasn't been the same. JPP has it's been not, about two or three has years. Has not for been Justin the same. Tuck. Right? I mean, what is what is going on with this team? First of all, and second of all, I didn't think there was any way this team was going to be elite. This year, no. I mean, I mean, I didn't think they were going to be. Like I thought they're going to be right in the middle. But I didn't see they were going to be elite with the the roster they had going into camp. I mean, even the draft. I mean, you had Pew. You know, that's kind of like a a building block almost. Like when you draft the line alignment, it's like okay, you know, especially if you're the Giants, it's like we're going to groom you into being this great tackle for us, and you're going to be here for years to come. I mean, suddenly he's thrown right into the fire. I know. Then. I mean, but it's just it's so unexpected, and and even some of these young line. I mean, they had no linebacking core. I mean, where's the? Don't I mean, even get me started on the linebacking. At least core. with the Jets, you know, you can be like, okay, David Harris is kind of the leader of that group, right? And I mean, a guy that was picked in the first right. round. Right. I mean, the Giants. There's no linebacking core. The corners have the secondary in general for years has been an eyesore. I mean, it's really just been the pass rush that has helped the secondary out, right? They get to the quarterback quick. They're not doing that this year. People have all sorts of time to throw. This team is in shambles right now. They they need a win. They, I mean, they don't need John Beeson, who they just traded for. They need a, a win. I don't think John Beeson helps them get this win, but. I mean, maybe Eli Manning, hurt. if it he doesn't hurt. turn the ball, which Eli Manning also turned the ball over. He fumbled twice officially last week. Four turnovers, uh, eight over eight interceptions. I mean, it's just, it is, it's bad at this point if you're Eli. Yeah, Eli Manning certainly has to improve his play. And I want to say something about Jerry Reese because Reese has gotten so much credit over the years for building those two Super Bowl teams, especially everything with the defensive line. But the one thing every single year in the NFL draft, Jerry Reese ignores drafting linebackers 
And it's certainly come back to hurt the Giants. And they could have had like Teo this year. They could have had it. some good linebackers. Michael Bowley leaves town. Chase Blackburn leaves town. Chase Blackburn is starting over John Beeson in Carolina. <laughs> that just goes to show where John Beeson is in his career right now. He's not 30 yet. He's 28 years old, but he's coming off a major Achilles injury two years ago, a major knee injury the year after that. So will John Beeson help? Yeah. But is he gonna uh, is he gonna help throughout the entire season? No. This is once again a Jerry Reese trade out of desperations. Same thing with Keith Rivers when they brought him in for a fourth round pick. I even compare it to when Keith Bullock came in or LeVar Arrington. I mean, it's just damaged goods they're trying to fill a void with, and ultimately it doesn't work out. So the Giants will suffer because of it. Next year, they need to draft a linebacker. And you look back at some of their picks this year. Ryan Nassib, fourth round pick as your quarterback. And he, he looked bad in camp too. DJ. He was not looking very promising in training camp. But obviously, he can turn and that he around. And cut David Carr to keep a roster spot for him, as long as well as Curtis Painter. So just goes to show yeah, where Curtis the priorities Painter are. Curtis Painter beat out David Carr this year, right? Because everyone expected that. But the biggest issues right now for the Giants, Kenny, the injuries. You look at the offensive line. Chris Snee is out for the entire year. He may never play football again. His hip injury is apparently that bad. So yeah. son-in-law of Tom Coughlin. He's on your injured list. David Boss, starting center. Who knows when he's coming back? So you've got a bunch of different guys on the offensive line. The one guy who's been there for a while, David Deal, he comes back in the lineup. Will Beattie, who's played a few years, has certainly not looked good. And then offensively, you continue to go down the list. Hakeem Nix, what have you done for me lately? Where has yeah. he been all year long? Brandon Myers. It, Brandon Myers has been okay. But Eli, you know Eli but doesn't still not the him. same guy. Obviously, Martellus Bennett's now in Chicago. so Killing it in Chicago. Offensively, you've got a whole host of issues. Don't even talk about David Wilson. I mean, this is the guy that you trusted in to be your rushing leader. I understand letting Rod Bradshaw go. He's been banged up. He's got a neck injury now. But with Brandon Jacobs coming back in the fold, the Giants should have seen this coming. They used a first-round pick on a running back. And as the saying goes, you never use a first-round pick on someone to rush the football. So the Giants are now ultimately being cost for what they made in some pretty bad draft selections. And they got to deal with it. But against Philadelphia this weekend, the Eagles are pretty terrible on defense too. And yes, their offense is one of the best in the league with Vic, McCoy, and Jackson. If the Giants can somehow keep, stay in this game, I think the Giant offense ultimately powers over the Eagle defense. I like that matchup for Eli and the boys. I think this is the week, if any, that you're going to get a W. But it's certainly not looking promising. And Giant fans, you have a lot to be disappointed with because we're looking at a 5-11 team right now. There's no two yeah. ways about it. I mean, you're looking at Brandon Mosley and, and Jim Cordell starting. I mean, on the offensive line. I mean, Jim Cordell. That's, Household name in the NFL, right? Exactly. Jim Cordell. Uh, 61 rating in Madden. No, but uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, look, it, it, I agree with you. Th there is so many things wrong with this team. And you look at the Eagles, and Nick said the Eagles weren't very good. I still think the Eagles, to me, I think they blow away the Giants in this game. I don't see any way the Giants can compete with the speed of this offense. I just worry about the Eagles' defense. I've seen what they've done this year, and it hasn't been that impressive. It's better than the Giants. The Giants are historically bad on right, defense but, I right mean, now. I mean, the offense is a bunch of turnstiles right now. I, on, I mean, the defense can – any true. defense if, can if play well the Giants. If the Giants offense right shows now. up like they did in the first four weeks, you're right. There's no way they win this game. But and I you think know, returning is... home certainly helps playing a division rival should certainly help. But you never know with the G-men. And look at Tom Coughlin now, Kenny. He's the oldest coach in the NFL. He's got a year left on his contract. How much longer are we going to see him in New York? He doesn't deserve to be fired after winning two Super Bowls. And Justin Tuck said, anybody that points the finger at my coach, we're going to have some problems. But when does yeah, Coughlin that was, just want to you know, call it, call it a year, that call was it a, a career? That was a big uh, issue in New York because they said he said he would punch anybody in the face who said something bad about Tom Coughlin. Yeah, and one and Victor Cruz saying, was saying some bad things and, about and the And people coach. were saying, you know, why don't you worry about yourself? Justin Tuck, like you said, hasn't played well in a few years. He's yeah. not. Is he good enough to be making these statements? I don't think so. Well, he's still one of your leaders of the team, so I understand that statement. But the reason why it came about was Victor Cruz was questioning right. the Giants not going for fourth down in Kansas City. And, of course, that leads right to the punt return touchdown by McCluster, which ultimately ended the game for the Giants. So, you know what? I'm going to give it to Big Blue this weekend. I think they finally get their first win, but I'm not confident in that pick, that's for sure. So no Aaron Ross, no Boss, no Snee at practice. Linval Joseph, Corey Webster, Hosley, they were on bikes. This team's banged up, as and they weren't even that deep to begin with, Deej. You'll see, you'll see probably Cordell on Sunday. And I don't think the Giants have enough strength to win this game. I have to go with the Eagles. 
LaShawn McCoy has been tremendous this year. Michael Vick, look, what it's been for the Eagles has been them just kind of getting tired and the offensive line, you know, lets guys in, kind of like the Giants' offensive line after a while. And I don't see the Giants' defense being strong enough to really stop, one, the run, and two, their secondary is so bad that Michael Vick, Michael Vick can tear up their secondary, in my opinion, with Deshaun Jackson. I really do. I, I don't. And Selleck has been pretty solid this year, as always. So, I can't. A season I, to forget. I can't take the Giants. Let's leave it there. I can't. It I can't be, discuss it anymore. And and it doesn't even get any easier for the Giants either, Deej. I mean, it's like you're hoping that there's a break in the schedule. There's not. You have Chicago after Philly. You have to face Martellus Bennett and friends, and of course Brandon Marshall, and then Minnesota, Philly. Oakland again. I mean, prior, you know, after the prior's been decent. Oh, please Green Bay, don't even don't Dallas, even go that far. Washington, right. San Diego, Seattle, Detroit, I can't handle Washington. There's it. Too not much a bad. To deal with. There's not a bad team left on the schedule. Is all I'm saying. Not one bad team. Maybe the Vikings. That's it. The Oakland Raiders are a bad team. All right. Too even bad. though I picked them to go to the playoffs. Two, two bad teams. Week one. Two bad teams in the next uh, twelve games. So anyway, it's so depressing to talk about the Giants and the Jets and New York, and that's that's just very sad. So I think is it now, basketball season yet? I think we need to go to a little bit of the fantasy. It's time for some fantasy football talk. Who are the best picks around the NFL? Plus, start them and sit them to help you win your league. I didn't even the Giants picks. We're gonna save them for the pick 'em. See, I, I like to stack this up. I like, I like to think I I don't do it on purpose, but I I think I subliminally do. So we'll do that during pick 'em. We have Bobby Gubin in the house right now, uh, killing it in that purple dress shirt. I mean, he's looking very good today. Looking very fly. What do you got? What do you got going on with the hair? You, you're looking good, Bobby. Yeah, looking I got good. Friday, thought he'd style up. A I got a bit. Dean's List ceremony to go oh, to, guys. I, I hate to break it to you. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> thank you, thank you. But uh, anyway, who who you got for us in Bobby's? Believe it or not, I I think. This this man just acquired Josh Gordon. I think he's gonna say something about him. Actually, I'm not. Uh, as well, I, I I don't kiss and tell, man. I mean, I got good production out of Josh Gordon. <laughs> I don't I don't jinx it. I don't jinx it. So moving on from Josh Gordon, Alshon Jeffrey is a guy I'm gonna start us off with. Five catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown. I'm gonna go with no. I don't believe it. Yes, Brandon Marshall's a little banged up, but ultimately, I think Alshon Jeffrey is a bad number two, and he's not fantasy relevant. Jericho Cotri, five catches, 103 yards, a touchdown. Also the same thing. Yeah, this is in 2007. Exactly. This isn't Jericho Cotri of the Jets. He's had a good amount of targets, which I'm surprised at, considering Roethlisberger is not using Emmanuel Sanders as much as I would have expected, given that he's on my team. But That's the reason right there. That's the knew. reason right there. But I don't believe Jericho Cotri going forward is, is a good value. Le'Veon Bell, though. 57 rushing yards, 27 yards receiving, and two touchdowns last week. Look, this is a guy who got hurt, and he fell off everybody's radar, and I don't not blame Not my radar. Him. Oh, maybe not yours, Kenny. I we all tell. We all know you're such he a— He was outside my blinders, that's you're for You're such sure. a fantasy genius, now, so. but for— Hey, for, we're both 3-1. and one. For everybody that <laughs> hasn't, you know, uh, kept track, Le'Veon Bell is a guy that is going to be good going forward. The Pittsburgh is struggling. They're going to try to get the run game going, give Ben Roethlisberger some help. I think he has really good value going forward. Sean McGrath. Who? Sean McGrath. Tight, tight end John of the McGrath? Kansas City. No. Analyst in the booth? Sean McGrath. No, he was killing it last week If you don't know who Sean McGrath is, <laughs> just Google Sean McGrath, and the beard alone is enough for you to add him to your fantasy team. This guy okay. looks like somebody you pick up off the street. Okay. I mean, seriously, check him out. Five, catches, him out, five catches, 64 yards, and a TD last week. And guess what, guys? Alex Smith is afraid to throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. But do you think this you know is who just benefits from defense? that the most? Tight ends. I, no, I just think. Look, I have Dwayne Bowen in another league, and he's killing me. Yes, he got a touchdown last I'll week, take, but it was lucky. Not okay. I, I think Sean McGrath is going to get targets, and Alex Smith loves his tight end. Look what he did in San Francisco with Vernon Davis. He loves his tight end. It's a beautiful thing. It's safety. It's a beautiful thing. And last but not least, Rashad Jennings. Guess what, guys? Darren McFadden is hurt. What? Surprise, surprise, that, right? Surprise, surprise. That happens. Run DMC. Darren McFadden just DMC. is hurt. He, guess what? He's going to stay hurt, okay? Even if he comes back, he's going to get hurt know. again. That's pretty bold. Rashad Jennings got 45 rushing yards, eight, ca- eight catches for 71 yards last week. I think he, he's good value going forward. Try to add Rashad Jennings. <clears throat> Moving on to guys that I like this week at quarterback, Terrell Pryor against San Diego. San Diego's defense is I'm starting him awful. over Kaepernick. This year, or th- I don't this blame week. you. That's yeah. that's that's I playing I, the matchups, baby. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Eli Manning. The Eagles are thirty first in passing yards allowed. 
The Eagles' defense is terrible. Yeah, I but how many? Hold seconds. on, hold on. Over under though, two two turnovers for Eli Manning. That's the thing. Under. I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go under for Eli Manning. I'm gonna go under. Not for the Giants. I'm gonna go under for Eli Manning. Yeah, David Wilson's good for another fumble, right? Yeah, definitely. Speaking of which, uh, also moving on to – well, actually, we'll go to quarterbacks I don't like this week. Don't Matt like. Ryan against the Jets. Look, the Jets have a good pass defense, wow. and I, I think they're going to hang <laughs> – Eyebrows they're, raised they're by gonna, Julian they're, Adienza. They're going to hang around, like you said. And like you said, the Falcons can't run the ball. So I think the Jets are going to play pass Yeah, who was that defense. smart guy that made that point about the Falcons rushing game? Uh, I'd be this yeah, guy DJ, DJ mentioned it. I, yeah, I said that Congrats, too. DJ. DJ. <laughs> Uh, Jay Cutler <laughs> against the Saints. Pump. Not only because I'm going up against Kelly and she has Jay Cutler. That's not the only reason he's on this list. It's also because the Saints have a really good pass defense. And Rob, it's a trick. We Rob it. Ryan has really revolutionized that oh, defense. And Nick said that. He, yeah. uh, and Carson Palmer against Carolina. You probably shouldn't be starting Carson Palmer, but definitely not against Carolina. Jeff probably shouldn't be owning Carson Palmer. Um, at running back, uh, David Wilson. Guess what? Philly's running D is 27th in rushing yards allowed. So Philly's defense is terrible. Look, I, I think David Wilson fumbles the ball, and I think another wide receiver fumbles the ball, or some terrible Giants mess that has been this year continues. But dare I say, I still dare I right, say a exactly, butt fumble? Exactly. I still think no. Don't say. <laughs> I'm a Jeff fan, but I don't wish a butt fumble on anybody else. Uh, David Wilson, I think he's gonna have a good week this week. Giovanni Bernard, no Vince Wolfork. Clogging up the lanes in that game. Clogging up a lot of lanes. Yeah. Now, what about Ben Jarvis <laughs> Green Ellis? Do you like him or no? Because no, of I really I'm don't. I think I think Green Bernard Ellis, is man. is you're gonna see it this week. He's gonna get probably sixty five to seventy percent of the carries, and I think Ben Jarvis Green Ellis is just gonna really diminish going forward. Uh, Ryan Matthews and Danny Woodhead in Oakland. Look, Oakland's bad. I think both of them combined. Uh, I think both of them have good weeks. Uh, running backs I don't like, Chris Johnson. Again, if you keep listening to this podcast, you know how much I hate Chris Johnson. Look, he's going against Kansas City, and Fitzpatrick's the quarterback. He's going to have nowhere to run. I don't care if he's going against the Giants, D. I'm still taking yeah. Chris Johnson. See, the Giants now are a punchline. That's what they are. See, Trent, Trent Richardson against Seattle. I'm surprised that the Colts haven't been featuring Trent as much. But they have no Ahmad Bradshaw now. They have no Ahmad Bradshaw, but Seattle's good against the run. And I, look, Donald Brown st- looked good last I'm week. I'm not saying you don't start Trent Richardson, but really keep your expectations low. He's not going to have a good week. Rashard Mendenhall against Carolina. Carolina's good defense. It's going to be ugly game. Yeah, I have Mendenhall and Matthews sitting on both. Hate him. Yeah. Hate him. Wide receiver. Uh, Mar- guys I like this week, Marquise Colston in Chicago. His yards have gone up every single game. I think they top 100 this, this week. Uh, Jeremy Curley, only healthy wide receiver on the Jets. Yep. So I think he gets all the targets. Eddie Royal in Oakland. Is he gonna catch the ball? I mean, who's you, Gino? You trust Gino here? Yeah, I think he. I think if he gets seventy catches against for, Atlanta for seventy yards, how about, how about Winslow going for a big game? That's what I'm thinking. Slow your roll there, Deuce. Let's calm down. Wide receivers, save, I, save wide, the tape. Wide receivers, I don't like Reggie Wayne against Seattle. Look, Reggie Wayne is he? He needs to retire soon. That's uh, he needs that's to all retire. I'm He's he's it, a pro, he's a prime receiver. Yeah, but he's it's doing not great there. this his, year. His jump is not there. No, he's, he's not doing. He's having one bad year. How about, year. How about well, well, so? What are you saying? T. Y. Hilton. T. Y. Hilton's gonna have a good game because T. Y. Hilton. My mic just fell away from me. T. Y. Hilton uh, hasn't been very good recently. I, I agree, but I I think the Colts are gonna have an ugly game passing wise in that game. I I don't like Kobe Fleener either. We haven't gotten the tight end yet, but I don't oh, like Kobe Fleener. I'm flexing Kobe Fleener this week. I'm, um, I'm very excited. What's the deal with flexing a tight end? It's a flex. That makes things easier. Flex spot. It's not a running back wide receiver spot it's a flex spot, i don't like dude. that goobin that, you know it's it's yeah. tough to make those calls, well i mean I, throw a I have jason Whitten at my flex too flex. and jordan oh, cameron but I, nice. those are two elite tight ends yeah but i have bennett and fleener and who else am i gonna th- i have peed starting at running back this you know, is a most six, most teams are lucky team league right now most teams are lucky to have one good tight end you both got two moving on what do you have staying on the wide receivers I that i also know. don't like i don't like julian edelman uh amandola's back or should be back i think if he's back and gronk's back Julian Edelman doesn't have enough targets to go around. Uh, Steve Smith against Arizona. Patrick Peterson, I think, holds him to a quiet day. Tight ends I like. Jason Witten against Denver. Yes, he's on my team, but it's also because they're going to be in a shootout. You can't not like Witten any week. I I think it's going to be a shootout. Uh, Martellus Bennett against New Orleans. I think the wide receivers are going to be held in check uh, for the Bears, so I think he gets actually most of the targets. Tight ends I don't like this week. Owen Daniels in San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco's D's good, and Garrett Graham actually looked surprisingly decent last week. I think Owen Daniels isn't out for as many play on the field for as many plays as he usually is. And Kobe Fleener against Seattle. Look, he was the most productive Colt, you know, on the offense last week. I 
I think they key on him. I, I, I don't think he gets open enough. So I think he has a quiet game. Any any we, we conundrums, to, you guys? Any fantasy to, issues well, you're all, dealing with that D, you want to? First of all, DJ's tight end is Charles Clay, so that's definitely a fantasy issue. That just issue. goes to show why my team is 1-3 right now. <laughs> yeah. The good news is I got wins in all three leagues, but I'm playing Peyton Manning this week. Yeah, I don't see another three. one coming. Nick Legerfo is the lone uh, beaten uh, in yeah, the league. Yeah, he's the only reason why I'm in second to last right now. Kenny DeJean, 4 0. You, my friend, Bobby Gubin. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. They are 2 and 2. And uh, Gubin, I am 2 and 1. 2 and 2. Uh, wait, do you want to check who has the I most fantasy points in the uh, league? Do you want to check the record? 16, for those of you that W's, are listening to this, friends. 16 I needed team to bring league, this up. 16 team league, and I have the most fantasy points in the league, and I'm 2 and 2. Do you want to know why I'm 2 and 2? Last week. I put you up unlucky, 147 man. points. You don't know how to which play. Is a lot of po- oh yeah, I don't know how to you don't play. Know how to play, man. No, it's called Darren Sproles decides to go off <laughs> against the Dolphins, and what was it the week I before? lose. Who was it the week before? No, I won the week before. Well, the the other I loss. lost in week two. Who what? Well, what, who what killed you in week two? Uh, Reggie Bush got hurt. For you, okay. I got he only you. put up eight. You points. can't put the loss on one player. Come on, it actually, comes back to the owner. Bush, actually, man. you definitely can. <laughs> I got I got a question for you because Jeff Fisher. Now this is, I mean, this is probably tor- targeted towards me since I have Isaiah Peed, but Mac already told me h- how much you've been harassing him about this. But continue. I-, I think I've said maybe five words to Mac all week, so I don't know what he's talking about. Um, Isaiah Peed, right? He is he's second in line for carries. You got Zach Stacy, yeah. um, Dale Richardson apparently benched, right? So you look at the Rams running back situation. Jeff Fisher said it's going to be a committee situation. And then you look at a guy like Isaiah Pete, right, who saw – you didn't see action last week because they, they benched him for some reason. He was healthy. Uh, week three, six carries for 20 yards against Dallas. He goes seven catches for 43 yards. In a PPR league like ours, that's 13 points. I feel like they'd be more inclined to at least give him a shot before they go to Zach Stacy. but – are you believing the Zach Stacy hype right now? I'm I mean, a believer in the book of Isaiah, not what guy, Isaiah Pede. What guy are you feeling? I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, starting Isaiah Pede this week. I'm not a believer in any of the Rams running backs. I told this. No, but to, I mean, again, you got to pick I mean, I one guy. To, who if you, you have to pick one guy, obviously you're going to go with Pete. I, I, I think Richardson got benched. Zach Stacy is still the rookie. Yeah, you go with Pete, but. That's that's it's by know, default, it's not Kenny. it's by default. It's not. I'd rather I, not I have any of them. There, I I don't want to start any of them. I mean, we're in a deep league. We're in a sixteen team league, and at flex, and it's a PPR. He has some relevance, but I I don't think he's going to be a guy you look towards and go, wow. I think he wins me the league, or oh, he gives me consistent production. I never would have thought. No, I think he's a guy that maybe three out of the next. You know what is it? Eleven weeks left. Not even thirteen weeks left of of the fantasy season. Maybe three or four good weeks out of Isaiah. Prove Pede. him wrong, Isaiah Pede. You oh, can do it, my come friend. Come on, Pede, do it just for me. Uh, hey, D just playing the undefeated Kenny Dijon this week. That's gonna be a pray fun for me, matchup. folks. I'll need it. <laughs> I am playing Matt. He's Rosenfeld. Let's be realistic. He's only undefeated because of Peyton Manning. If he didn't have Peyton Manning on his team, he wouldn't be. Undefeated. Yeah, yeah, I know. Maybe I, I know. can make Peyton a trade Manning. with him for Peyton. Pick him. Let's look into the crystal ball for some weekly NFL predictions. Ah, my music, baby. And finally, before we start Pick'em, DJ, you said that Mike Goodson weighed 260 pounds. I believe you're wrong, my friend. It is 206 pounds, and he still runs a 4 5 40. So, boom, roasted. We're going to go to Picks now. Have fun with that screen pass. All right, that's fun. Uh, We got the Giants to start off with because we didn't pick the Giants. I can't pick the Giants. I'm going with the Eagles. I think you said you picked the Giants. I'm taking Big Blue. They get the first W of the year. One and four. We did pick the Giants, but in the back, we did not pick the Giants. Kelly, uh, Bobby, uh, Julian, uh, Matt, all of them. Uh, I'm going with the Eagles. I think the Giants have their best offensive game, but it's in Philly, uh, and the Giants have just looked terrible. They find a way to lose that game. I'm sticking with my boy, LaShawn McCoy. Over you, Bobby. He's taking it home for the Uh Eagles. Shady. Pessimistic Giants fan, guys. The Eagles can't take it. Go with the Giants. Julian, Pat Burns has got the Giants too. Uh, yeah, he is over to the side. Anthony Pusick's been standing there staring at me the whole time. It's, it's hockey season. It's, He's not in it. It's kind of, kind of, kind of weird. We got to go to picks now. And our first game up is the Saints and the Bears. I sounded like Jim Nance there, didn't I? I am going with the Chicago Bears. Screw Drew Brees. You're crazy. No, I'm going with the Saints. I like what they're doing right now. All about Darren Sproles. They got a rushing game finally. Give me I, I agree. Saints all the way. I agree with Nick from before, guys. It's got to be Chicago this week. The Saints oh. are falling. Here we go. 
Orleans is proven last year was a fluke. They're going to take Speak up, Moro. Come on, Moro. Last year was a fluke for the Saints. They're taking this one. Come on. I know you got that loud personality. You got a beard. You got light colored hair. Just get it out. All right, Julian. Saints. Saints. Saints, Saints, Saints. Kelly's got the Bears. I also Come on. The Bears. Bennett. Cutler. Did you see him Cutler. last week? Jay Cutler. He was on the lead. Who that nation? Jay, Who that nation? Jay the Saints Cutler. are going to win. Jay Cutler is cool again. I'm going with Jay Cutler. He's uh, cool again. When was he ever cool? He's been always been cool. Come He's on, had Bobby. Swag you got to know this. Five advantage. Easy this, on the table. You got to keep gotta, it going. You got to know this, Bobby. I, this, I'm not letting up on this table. <laughs> Texans and 49ers. Colin Kaepernick is going to return to like throwing 200 yards again. Uh, I don't know if, <laughs> how many he runs for, but. I, I, I got I to think the 49ers squeak this one out and win. I will never play Matt Schaub in any of my fantasy leagues ever again after what <laughs> he did last week. Give me, the, give me the Niners. I agree. 49ers at home, uh, I think they pull it out. I'm sticking with the Niners as well, guys. The Niners are going to win, Kenny. There yes. you go. See, I heard you. Simply because the Niners are home, I'm picking the 49ers. And finally, we have the Seahawks and the Colts. And a, 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 I think this is going to be a better game than people think because oh, yeah. I don't like Pete Carroll. Uh, I still have to pick the Seahawks, though. Pete, can Pete Carroll please be penalized for, like, excessive fun having? Can that be a thing? Because I hope it is. But anyway, I, look, they're, they're just too good right now. They're too good. I got to pick them. Yeah, it's going to be raining Skittles in Indy. Give me the Seahawks and Marshawn yeah, Lynch. Ab absolutely the Seahawks. I think Marshawn Lynch runs wild. Beast mode comes out in full mode. Completely Full agree, guys. Seattle stays undefeated this week. I, I don't think Seattle's the same team on the road. I'm taking the Colts. Oh, here you go. Um, I've been burned on a lot of my upset picks, but uh, why not? Let's give a give me give me the Colts. Uh, am I reading this right for upsets that the Rams are 11 point favorites over the Jaguars? If I was, if I was picking, if I was picking a game to bet on, I would bet on this game. But why? Jaguars are horrid, horrid. They are terrible. The Rams are. Have you there seen, is have not you seen the one good thing you could say about the Jaguars. Rams are pretty yeah. good. Justin Blackman on his way back from suspension. Uh, Planes turn Come around. on, baby. Come on. Joe Flacco threw five elite interceptions last week. So for that reason, I am picking the Miami Dolphins to knock off the Baltimore Ravens. That's not an upset Let's pick. Go. Yes, it is. The Ravens Barely. are two and a half point. Or no, no, no. I am wrong. I am wrong. The Dolphins are two and a half point favorites. I mean, they're a two-and-a-half-point favorites. The Packers are seven-point favorites over the Lions, and I think the Lions beat the Packers. I think the Lions are going to take it. I like what Detroit's doing all about You're Reggie Bush right now. Yeah, I'm taking it, and I'm taking the Finns as well. I don't like Joe Flacco the way he's playing this year. Just, just throwing that game out there. All right. Give me the Raiders over the Chargers. The Raiders over the, the Chargers. Raiders over the Chargers. Bobby, i got to stick with you on this one. I agree completely. Terrell Pryor's taking it home. I love Terrell. You guys don't believe in the Rivers anymore? No? I believe in Rivers. I think he puts up good fantasy numbers, Pri but the Chargers' defense is terrible. Pryor's, Pryor's good. I, I agree with you. Arizona's at home in Carolina. I don't I don't like Carolina. Take the, the Cardinals over Carolina. <laughs> Come on. Benezier would be very happy with you. All right. So I've gotten burned on the big upset pick. I'm going to go conservative today. Titans over the three-point favorite chief. With Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback? Yes. Give me, give me a, Give me a Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson, do you it, listen to this podcast? Do you hear the things I that Bobby Goobin says about Chris Johnson? And because I didn't get my Jets Falcons pick in yeah, we're earlier, we're really waiting to hear that. I, I I have to go with the Falcons. <laughs> I love the Jets, and you know what? I'd be absolutely happy if they ruined my pick'em record, and you know I, I get a loss. I I I can't pick against them though. I have to go with the Falcons. I, I have to go with the Falcons. I would I would be happy. If they ruin my pick'em record, but by the way, let's talk about pick'em records just for a second before we leave. I am seven and three. You are ten and four. So your pick'em it could be ruined. You never know. Uh, Matt Rosenberg five and five. Qualifying leaders. Well, there are like two. I don't. I don't know why you had fifteen picks is the qualify. I guess we'll both. I'll qualify. You'll qualify. <laughs> like, I, we'll all qualify next week. Hopefully not. DJ, I still though. have some ground to make. You're up two, and two and three. And three. Uh, Nolan is seven and eight. So I he's second, and then Julian's first at eight and eleven. So pretty easy to, to knock them off. You know what? I've, I've had know. a rough... Uh, Goobin and I are luck. coming for run you. Run a bad man. luck. Goobin and I are coming for guys, you. Guys, I just want to mention before we end the podcast, before you guys close out the show, I was speaking with our beat reporter for the Jets, uh, Chris Venezia, Inside earlier. Inside here? Yeah. And uh, he told me that Stephen Hill actually prefers to be called Stephen Hill. That's no the way. way. Yes, it's true. No way. So, uh, Stephon Hill, I Stephane, believe. Yeah, that's what it was. Stephon Hill. 
So that's how Steph. they've been saying at uh, MetLife, and that's how uh, yeah, actually Kenny prefers to have his last name pronounced Ducey as opposed to Ducey. You know, one time in Little League, I I got these personalized player cards, right? And I, they couldn't read my handwriting because my handwriting was god-awful. Chicken and, scratch, folks. And so I get them, right? And it's, it's, they spell Kenny D-U, or Ducey, rather. They spell it D-U-C-R-Y. It's like, oh, Ducry, what is that? And then, and then a good friend say, it's Kenny Ducry. It's Kenny Ducry. So Kenny Ducry and DJ Sixsmith with you. Kelly Colt is Matt, Ro- Matt Morrow. And I almost said Matt Rosenfeld. I don't know why I said that. Uh, we love him, though. And uh, Bobby Goom with the fantasy. Julian Adienzo making sure that Matt and Kelly push the right buttons. Anthony Pusick constantly has been waiting for us to get off the air. And Pat Burns is making his picks on pieces of paper. I am Kenny Ducey. And go enjoy terrible New York football this week. This has been One-on-One's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as we take you around the NFL. We'll see you then.